Bro, I still can't believe the Chiefs lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the Seahawks almost lost to the Vikings. But at least the Lakers won. I like the Dodgers losing 3-1 right now in the series. If they lose tomorrow, it's over. Again, the Dodgers have let the Dodger fans... I believe Dodger fans are going to get an aneurysm because they always make it this far or at least close to the championship and then they they don't make it. My cousin has gone far to tell me, he's like, dude, I have a complicated relationship with the Dodgers to be honest with you. Last year when they went to the World Series, he put like a grand down just to go to the nosebleeds just to be in the game. I was like, damn bro, you're crazy. But anyway, a few things to keep in mind in this episode. When I talk about Holly Holmes' non-title record, there's a correction. She's actually 2-3, and three, not 2-2. Two and two. And then Nick Diaz, last fight, was not in 2016. It was 2015. Those are two typos I caught after hearing the episode for myself. If there's more, go ahead and tell me. I'm human. I mess up. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. But those are two typos I caught. Again, Holly Holmes is two and three in title fights. And Nick Diaz's last fight was January 31st of 2015. One thing I didn't say is that fight ended up in a no contest because Diaz tested positive for marijuana metabolites and Anderson Silva tested positive for steroids. Episode number three coming your way. Stay safe, guys. Today we're going to talk about the fallout of Holmes versus Raydana. What's next for those two? What's next for Durandamy and Pena? And then what's next for Carlos Condit? Well, I'm ready to talk about that one. I can't wait for that one, but let's start with Holmes. For me, what's next for Holmes is Durand Durandamy, which is... So those two fights... I always thought the outcome of whoever won those two fights should fight each other for the next title shot. It so happened that those two girls have fought before. Back in February, I want to say, of 2017 for the inaugural featherweight title back at the Barclays Center. And it was very controversial because a few times Durand and me hit Holmes after the bell. And a lot of people thought, including myself, that she should have gotten a point taken away, which would have ended up either giving the fight a tie or giving the fight to Holmes, and she would have became champion. One fact I want to give you guys is, did you know Holly Holmes' record that are non-title fights? Because I didn't until I looked it up. So her... 
her non-record title fights are, because I want to say she's one and she's two and two in title fights, because I'm counting her LFA win that she has, and then after that she went straight to the UFC for some reason. So she won the title in the in Legacy Fighting, and then for whatever reason she just opted to go to the UFC. So, hold on. I should have had this out, but I didn't. So give me a second. So basically, she has a pretty dope non-title fighting record, which I will give it to you as soon as I have it. But all in all, I believe her and Durandami are on a collision course. I would like to see it happen on the December 12th card under Megan Anderson and Amanda Nunez and the recently announced Pewter Yawn and Aljermaine Sterling. The reason I would want that fight to happen there is because I don't know the extent of each injury and or if they're going to be ready by that time. But they both didn't seem to get really hurt in either of their fights, so they both would seem ready to go. Okay, so she has a 14-5 and record. And like I said, she has a 2-2 and record when it comes to title fights. Her losses are to Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg, Jermaine Durandamy, and Misha Tate. Those are four out of the five losses she has. And she has 14. All in all, her record is 14 wins. So if we take... So she was four, she's 14 and 1 at that point. And that's including two title wins because she won the Legacy Championship and she won the belt, the UFC belt against Ronda Rousey. So if you take those two away, she would be 12-1. and one, And her only loan loss to a person... In a, her only loan loss in a non-title fight would be against Valentina Chevchenko. Which isn't bad. So look, she's only lost to Misha Tate, Valentina Chevchenko, Jerain Durandamy, Chris Cyborg, and Amanda Nunes. And I mean, Chris Cyborg isn't even in the UFC anymore, so she could avenge her loss to Jermaine Durandamy, and then after that, if she wins, you give you give her the rematch with Amanda Nunes. I mean, is that cut and dry? Like, who else? You wanted to fight Valentina? Valentina fights at 125. And if she beats Jermaine, there's only one other chick she could fight to try to avenge another loss, which would be Amanda Nunes. And, like, the the new Holly Holmes, I think, would give Amanda Nunes a, a tough time because, as we, saw, as we saw when Amanda fought Jermaine, she, she like had a hard time with the stand-up. Like, she didn't want to go there, so she took her to the ground. But Holly Holly has implemented takedowns in her game, so it's not just going to be a stand-up fight. It'll be an MMA fight, which I think would be really interesting. Like today, how Chris Cyborg won, I would want to see her rematch Nunez to see what she would do differently because I'm still of the notion that Cyborg beat herself. No disrespect to Amanda, but... Much like when Joshua fought Reese the first time, when he clipped them, like instead of taking a minute, like when when she clipped her and when Reese clipped Joshua, instead of taking a minute, like they both rushed in, 
So I would want to see like how that fight would play out differently because I think both those fights are interesting for Amanda. But going back to Holmes, so her non-title record is 12-1. and one. That's pretty impressive. And then the same for Jermaine. If Jermaine wins, she, she had like the most impressive performance against Amanda to date. Other than Valentina, where a lot of people thought Valentina won the second fight. And other than Kat Zingano, where Kat Zingano actually beat her. But other than that, Jermaine has had the best performance against Amanda, even though she got dominated. Like, she didn't get touched up on the feet. Like, she forced Amanda to grapple with her. Amanda looked like she got gassed towards the end. So, I would like to see that rematch take place on the December 12th card. Will it happen? I don't know, but that's what I would like to see happen. Um... As far as Carlos Conde goes, listen, bro. I think the next fight for Carlos Conde is the Nick Diaz fight. We all heard Nick Diaz wants to come back by 2021. That fight ended in controversy. I still think Nick won. Yes, I'm grasping at straws. I love Nick Diaz, but I think Nick won. I think that'd be a good fight. Carlos looked like the Carlos of old. Yes, he fought McGee, but still, he looked like the Carlos of old. And I would like to see him fight Nick Diaz. There's still two other matches I wouldn't mind seeing Nick Diaz fight in his return, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Okay, now I'm going to jump to this past weekend's fights, Moraes and Sanhagen. Dude, what a main event. That main event was nuts. I I thought Marlon won. I kept calling him One Punch Man, you know. I, I kept saying his name was Sayatama, but my cousin corrected me. I don't remember the the correction, but he's one punch man to me. He's the real life one punch man. Like y'all, Romero's the real life Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. Changed my mind, bro. Changed my mind that he's not the real Jiren. At 41 years, 42, almost 43, I think. Doing the things he does. How is he not the real life Jiren? But anyway, so Morais and Sanhagen start. They go, they go, and then eventually, so they were going for each other, it was a good fight, and then Sanhagen spin kicks, it doesn't even look like it catches Marlon, but it stumbles him, he, he jumps on him, and he he wins the fight, like, to me, there's no controversy, Marlon got up saying he thought it would stop prematurely, no, it wasn't, bro, that dude was done, congrats to Sanhagen, it just shows Sanhagen is the real deal, but it also shows that Aljamain Sterling is a beast because he dominated Sanhagen, even though that fight didn't take very long. So what's next for Sanhagen? I believe they should try to rebook the Frankie Edgar fight because he was set to fight Frankie Edgar. I want to say it was it was earlier this year, but then Brian Ortega got hurt last year when he was supposed to fight Korean Zombie in South Korea. So Edgar took that fight, which was a losing effort for for Edgar, and then he came and made his debut against Pedro Munoz a few months back. So I think they should match those two guys up. He wants to fight TJ, but I think TJ should fight a couple times before he's back in the mix because he's only in the predicament he's in because of his own actions. It's not like he got hurt. For those who don't know, TJ got suspended for taking EPO in his... Two-year suspension is up in January. At some point in January. I'm not sure of the exact date. But it's at some point in January. 
But Sanhagen wants to fight TJ, but I think he should fight Frankie. Since Aljo and Jan are fighting in December, I think those two guys should fight. And then the winner of that should fight the winner of Jan and Aljo. Be a good fight. For Marlon, I wouldn't... Now, see, Marlon could fight TJ because, like... Even if he beats Marlin, it's not gonna be an immediate title shot after that, but it'll get it'll get him in the mix. So that'd be a good fight on TJ's return. He can also rematch Aldo, cause he did beat Aldo, but a lot of people thought Aldo won. Or he can even fight Cruz. I wouldn't mind seeing that. There's a lot of good options right now at Bantamweight. So for Sanhagen, for me, it's clear cut. It it would be Edgar. For Marlin, there's a couple options. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight TJ. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Aldo or Cruz. He, there's a couple options for Marlon. But we'll see where it goes from here. And then Mr. Finland versus Barboza. Dude, that was a massacre. I wanted Mr. Finland to win so bad. I was going for him. I'm like, that's my guy, Mr. Finland. Because he was beating everybody by Anaconda Choke. But Barboza had other cha- had other plans. I was going to say chances had other plans. He kicked him like there was no tomorrow. He just beat him up, pillar to post. For Barboza, let's see, he's top, what is he now? Yeah, I think he, I wanna say he's top 10. Did I, no, they're right here. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Dude, he's not even top 10. That's a shame. He's 14. Okay, so he's 14. Give him Burgos. Give him Shane Burgos. Him and Yusef are tied for 11. Give him Burgos. See what happens there. Or I wouldn't even be mad if you gave him Danny Gay, even though a lot of people thought he beat Danny Gay, but he lost. You could rematch him with Ige. I'd watch that. I don't know, he rejuvenated, he revitalized his career with the drop down to 145. Um, let me see. And then for Pena, I I skipped over Pena and Aldane. I wouldn't mind seeing them fight each other because since they both lost, they both got dominated even though Pena won the second round. I wouldn't mind seeing both of them fight. That'd be a good fight because a lot of people were saying that the only person to beat Aldane's takedown defense was John Jones. Like, he was the only one better, both female. So, she had like the best takedown defense female up until she fought Holly Holmes because Holly Holmes took her down at will. So, I wouldn't mind seeing Aldana versus Pena. Barboza, I want to see him fight Ige. Mr. Finland, just take whoever they give him. So yeah, that was the fights for this past two weekend, and, and then Holmes versus Durandamly, the rematch at 1:35. If they could, December 12. If not, sometime in 2021 as a fight night, possibly a five rounder. So now let's get into some news. Gilbert Burns versus Kamar Usman no longer in December. That's why they booked P 
Peter Yan versus Aljermaine Sterling. But I think Peter Yan and Aljermaine Sterling are going to be under Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson. The, they're citing the reason is that Kamar Usman needs more time to train. I don't know if he got hurt or because he's moving his whole camp to Colorado. He just wants to get acclimated to the training over there. I don't know, but whether it happened, I, I was hearing February that they might fight. So Burns versus Usman no longer happening in December. That's why they have Jan and Aljo fighting instead with Amanda Nunes and Megan. That makes me sad, bro. It really does, because I was really looking forward to that fight. But it's not that it's not happening, it's just not in December. And then Cody Garbrandt is out against Davison Figueiredo because of a torn bicep. Here, I got the quote right here. Cody Garbrandt out of fight with Davison Figueiredo for UFC flyweight title at UFC 255. That's extra Davison because, let's be honest, the only reason that was the main event was because Cody has a name. But he tore his bicep. But he did say that upon his return, no matter who won, whether it be Figueiredo or Alex Perez, that they did promise that he would get the next shot once he came back. So right now, Cody's out of the picture. Let's look at the Bantamweight picture. Let's look at it. Cody's out of the picture as far as Bantamweights goes for right now. Not because he doesn't want to be there, but because he's busy doing the flyweights. So, let's say Sanhagen and Edgar fight. Frankie's number five. He'd just beat Pedro Munoz. Cody's number four. But, okay, let's take Cody out for right now because he's out. And then Marlon just lost, So and then Frankie won. So, Marlon and Frankie is not a good mix. So you give Frankie Sanhagen, and since Sterling is about to fight Jan in December, if Frankie, because Cody Sanhagen, I keep calling him Cody, his name's Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen didn't really get hurt. I wonder if he'd be willing to fight Frankie on the December card. This is me, right? I'm not saying this is going to happen, but so if it were up to me, this would be my main card. I would have Amanda close it out. And then it's going to be Peter and Sterling. So Amanda versus Megan. Peter and Sterling. Holly Holm and Jermaine Dermandamy. Frankie Edgar and Corey Sanhagen. And then since they just announced it, Mackenzie Dern is going to fight... I forgot. I I don't remember. Vierna. Vierna. I don't. I don't forgot how to say her last name, but it's Vierna, the girl that just beat um, Felice Herring back at UFC 253 under on the Daniel Cormier card. So Vierna is gonna fight Mackenzie Dern. So there's my main card: Dern and Vierna, and then Edgar and Sanhagen. Holmes and Durandamy, and then the two title fights for the December 12th card. I think it's... For the, yeah, that December 12th card. That's me. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it were up to me and I had the money, I'd make those fights happen. Cool? Cool. What else we got here? I got a bunch of other notes. 
Ooh, the internet Izzy and Johnny Bones feud. Bro, I was a naysayer of Israel Adesanya, but after he put the beating that he put on my boy Pablo Bohashinha Costa, bro, I gotta say, he's the one to beat Johnny Bone Jones. It's him, bro. Like, I don't know what else to tell everybody, but it's that guy. He's the one. And I'll tell you why, because he's the only one to get John Jones to admit that he hid under the ring. Now, if what John's saying is true, that it was because he smoked pot and stuff like that, I that is, like, I don't care about that because the fact that he got him to admit it shows how much he dislikes Adesanya and how much Adesanya gets under his skin. Because how long have we been hearing about this? I want to say about four years. And he's never put thought to it. But because Israel keeps poking at him, he finally said something about the situation which shows me that Adesanya is living rent-free in his head, bro. Like, I honestly think if those guys fight in July of 2021, Israel Adesanya beats him. Now, is that me being on the Israel Adesanya train? No, but do I have to give him respect because of all that he's accomplished? Yes, because I was a naysayer. But after what he did, what he did about three weeks ago, I can't say anything anymore because that dude's the man. Like, that Paulo Costa fight wasn't even close. So, there's my thoughts on that. Internet Izzy rules. John Jones, I think there's a reason. He keeps trying to bait him to fight, but Israel says no, not yet. So, we're going to see, hopefully, July 2021. Hopefully, COVID is over. Or not COVID, but at least the pandemic is over. So, and they'll allow fans to be in attendance for the International Fight Week 2021, July. That's my hope. That's my hope. Okay, and to wrap up this episode, I'm going to talk about my boy, Nick Diaz. So, I want to say about a month ago. I don't remember exactly when. About a month ago, I was on social media, Instagram, and I saw a post from Ariel Hawani saying that he got a, a text from... Kevin Mubenga, who is Nick Diaz's manager, that they were coming back early 2021 and everybody was on the list to get it. I was excited, bro. I was excited because Nick Diaz is my favorite fighter. Like, a lot of people like Nate, but Nick Diaz was the one that started it for me when it became those two, especially the strike version of Nick because, like, Nobody gave the strike for this guys a chance. Like, it was either UFC or, or basically, like, you suck. Like, it's even like that now with the Bellator guys. I feel bad because there's guys like Douglas Lima, Patricio Pitbull, Cyborg, even Alimale McFarlane that I think these are top-level fighters, but for the simple fact that they're not in the UFC, a lot of people, they don't give them a chance. So going back... So the Nick Diaz version, the Strike Force version, that dude was beating ass. Like he was kicking everybody's ass. And then he goes to the UFC, he beats the living crap out of BJ Penn. And then he fought Carlos Condit to a close decision. I thought Nick won, 
Like I said earlier, I know it's me grasping me at straws, but I clearly gave Nick the first two rounds, and then I gave him the fifth round because the fifth round was so close that I was going to give it to Condit, but at the very end, Nick goes for a takedown, and he almost secures an arm lock. He, he At the end, he doesn't, but I was going to give... So I gave Nick the first, the second, and the fifth round. I gave him those three rounds. A lot of people will argue with me on the fifth round because I rewatched that fight and I still gave one through four how I scored it when I watched it live. But the fifth round, I gave it to Nick because of the takedown. Again, it's grasping at straws. But with Condon's recent win over Court McGee, I think it's time to run it back if he's really coming back. Or you give him the winner, Robbie Lawler and Mike Perry, and I think they're going to fight. November 11th or something like that or or this is a guy that hasn't fought I want to say he hasn't fought in like three years you give him Santiago Pontenibio his last win was against Neil Magny that was his last fight that guy's injury problem central the reason I would say give him Santiago Pontenibio is because like Nick he's been out a couple years so I think the rust level would be about the same not rust but they're both getting in there. It's not like they're going in there fighting a Kobe Covington or a Kamar Usman or a Jorge Masvidal. Even though Nick is prepared to do that, he wants to fight Jorge. I think that's one of his main reasons for coming back. So, th- there are my three options. The winner of Lawler, Perry, Santiago Pontenibio, or Carlos Condit. Personally, I want to see him fight Carlos. Because I I know Nick could beat him. And I would just want to see where Nick's at at this age. Because it's been a while since we've seen him. The last time he fought was in 2016. So he hasn't fought for a while. So we will see where Nick D is at mentally. More important, physically. Because he was partying for a while. He was Nick Diaz party mode for a while. Then he even got to a point where he's like, I don't want to hurt people anymore, man. I just want to party. All right, guys. That's it for episode number three. Episode number four is coming right now. I promise I'm not going to make you guys wait. It's coming right now. We're going to talk Ortega versus Zombie. We talked about Jan versus Sterling, but I'll try and break it down a little more. We're going to talk about the Conor McGregor situation. We're going to talk about possibly it happening at Cowboys. Stadium, Connor's next fight. And since on opening day they allowed 25% fans, there might be able to be fans in attendance. Rafael Dos Anjos being out of his fight with Islam. Cynthia Calvillo out. Cyborg retains. And a possible UFC Bellator cross promotion. Islam no longer fighting at UFC 254. And then the Hamza and Darren social media war. Stay safe, guys.